Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day. Today, our guest is Amy Aiello. Amy is a nutritional consultant, a health educator. She also studies Ayurveda, aromatherapy, and Eastern and Western herbalism. I am super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Amy, so much for being present. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Amy, before we get started on the podcast, you were telling me a little bit about the last name. Can you share that story and tell me how it's really pronounced? (laughs) So it's pronounced Aiello. Okay. Um, It is a Sicilian last name, and um, when my uh, grandparents came over here from Sicily, uh, sometimes people would pronounce it Aiello before that, but it's pronounced Aiello here in the United States. So in Sicily, how would it be pronounced? Aiello. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So your grandparents came over from Sicily. Oh my God. Did they bring recipes too? Yeah. So they had restaurants actually. Oh my God. Um, So yes, they always were very food oriented and my whole life was definitely has always had a big influence of um, traditional authentic Italian food. Um, and actually my family in general always loved to cook and, um, create a variety of food. So also a fusion of, of taking that, um, traditional Italian food and fusing it with California cuisine. And so I feel lucky I was raised eating a lot of whole foods. Yeah. And that played a lot into what you're doing now in life. It seems like, cause that's nutrition, health education, Ayurveda. That's a big piece of like consuming, you know, consuming healthy foods. It maybe came from that culture. Yeah. I think just, you know, always thinking about food as a way to celebrate and come together. It's been a huge, uh, influencer in my life. And also looking at, I was a really picky child actually, and always really thin and had um, a lot of food sensitivities. And so I think I was also really drawn to whole food nutrition and um, food as medicine because I had to learn how to uh, heal my own body with food and and uh, learn to work with my own sensitivities. And um, so yeah, it, it's always played a big part of, of what's guided me to this work. And I grew up with a big family, so we were always making big meals and celebrating with food. It seemed like that was always what brought everybody together was the food aspect. Nice. So tell the listeners who maybe don't know you what it is that you are doing here in the community. And then we'll talk a little bit about some other things, but let's go there first. What brought you into, I mean, we know kind of what brought you into this, but what it is it 
that you're doing? Yeah, so I am a nutrition consultant and I work with, um, I also am an Ayurvedic practitioner. So I'm always looking at how somebody's inborn constitution is affecting what's going on with them presently. And I always use food first. I create, you know, healing menus and uh, recipes for my clients and really look at what their constitution is. And then we're also looking at lifestyle adjustments. So I'm a big fan of self-care treatments and teaching people how they can use the things that are really readily available in their environment as their medicine. And so with my clients, we're creating really individualized plans. And so I'm looking always at mind-body health. So I start with food because we all have to eat. Right. And um, and then I, I end up using um, herbs and lifestyle adjustments secondary. And so, yeah, really with, with my clients, we're getting really personal and looking at therapeutic foods to help heal them. And, and, and again, like I said, mind-body health is always what I'm going for. So it's not just what we eat. It's, it's our life experiences. It's our emotional health. It's really what we're absorbing. Mm-hmm. So... Are we absorbing all of our nutrition from our food? Are we absorbing all of our nutrition from the environment that we're in? So I, I like looking at how our environmental health is really playing a role too with our physical health as well as our emotional health, mm-hmm. of course. So I always weave in the Ayurvedic aspect of looking at the elemental components of what's going on with somebody. So breaking it down with hot, cold, wet, dry. That's right, a language right, right. everybody can understand. Okay. So looking at symptoms as are they hot, cold, wet, dry? What combination of those are they? And then we always go deeper into tissue health. So I love looking at people's tissue health. That's a deep passion of mine. What so do you if, mean by that? So, of course, physically, you can yes. tell what, what's going on with somebody. You can touch them and feel. Are they dry? Are they wet? What kind of, um, you know, are they hot or cold? Also, their voice, their temperament, how they express themselves. Um, so that's all looking I at that. that. But also tissue health, looking at lymph, blood, muscle, bone, reproductive, fat, you know, people's nervous systems. We're dealing with a time right now when so many people are dealing with anxiety. So I'm always looking at people's nervous systems and how we can support our nervous system with our food and with our self-care treatments. I'm, I'm always looking at the immune system. So lymphatic system is big. You know, seeing do we have dry, beady lymph? Do we have full, round lymph that's filled with too many fluids? how we can move our lymphatic system because that changes every 12 hours. So it's something we can really control. You know, when we're feeling a little fatigued, we can do a salt scrub. We can oilinate our skin with a medicated oil, get our lymph system fed also with our foods and movement. Do you work with cannabis at all? I do, yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know this. Okay, great. So how do you incorporate that? Do you work with that in the food suggestions? Yeah, so I work with it specifically with um, topicals. Okay. So I make a lot of CBD-infused topicals that also have other herbs in them as well. Amy, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. So I love formulating medicine for my clients. And I'll make specific individualized formulas for my clients. And sometimes they'll be THC infused too, just depending. Sure. But I like to to do topicals is usually the, the route that I take. 
because they tend to be the easiest for people to digest and absorb with the least side effects, especially for people who are new to using cannabis. I find that topicals are the most gentle. So um, another way that I like to use cannabis with my clients is in tea form. And again, I'm always formulating. So it's I'm usually using it with other herbs. And so if I'm making like something specific for the nervous system, that's when I love using topicals. Um, to really feed the the nervous system with um, healthy fats as well. But then sometimes I'll do tea blends is another way that I'll use cannabis. And that's usually a CBD strain that I'll be using just the cannabis leaves. Is and, there a specific strain that you're using? Um, I really like Trident, which yeah. is a three yeah, to yeah. one. Um, and then I like Harlesu as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's nice because it's very mild and tends to have more of physical relief for people mm-hmm. those are both very gentle yeah they're gentle yeah I like trident because it does um you feel a little euphoric from it too it's a little stronger than the harlesu so those are two that also they're very available to me um I find that those are two of my go-to strains nice for the very CBD nice. yeah and for those listeners who don't know much about these particular strains can you tell them if you know I mean Harley Sue is obviously a hybrid from Harlequin yes. and Tsunami. And then the Trident, do you know what that hybridization you know, is? I don't actually. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Either way, um, it's it's good information to like share with people who are stepping into the cannabis world, who are learning about different things and recognizing it is about strain specifics, or at least it's the terpene, right? Yes. And the cannabis mm-hmm. fingerprint mm-hmm. and recognizing that we need to grab those kind of things. You said something about putting it on topically, and then you also use the teas. I'm currently educating people on, you know, recognizing the difference between putting it on topically and having it in consumption Mm -hmm. and how it gets into the bloodstream. Can you shed a little light on that as well? Um, Well, I just, I find that when people are using cannabis topically, their bodies digest it really easily and gently. And so it tends to have no side effects for people that might be feeling sensitive to feeling a little nervous or paranoia or those kinds of things. When you're absorbing it through your skin, you tend to just really get the feeling of body relaxation, anti-inflammatory. You're not really having to digest it physically through your um, actual digestive tract. And it it has a a lighter effect on your brain chemistry as well. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that just yet, maybe here in Humboldt County, but other people who are just stepping into that may not that. So thank you for that piece. Because if we're consuming it, it's going to have a huge, a different, much different effect on us than if we are having it on our body, Yeah, which it still goes right into the bloodstream. Everything we put on our skin goes right into our bloodstream. And that's a very important thing for people across the country and across the world to understand at this time because we have listeners from all over the place yeah and so I want to step back for just a moment and ask you a quick question about the Ayurvedic medicine that you're practicing and that you've been into how long have you been doing that so I've been doing that for about 12 years oh wow okay um, great yeah yeah and so again I really like um using nutrition yes uh, and I like using herbal medicine so um when it comes to Ayurveda I'm not doing the body work aspect of it um I'm always looking more at somebody's constitution I was gonna and, ask about that. and what's going on yes. with 
with their organs, with their tissue health. Again, always incorporating that mind-body health. Mm -hmm. So looking at how their emotional health is affecting their physical ailments and really tying in, you know, each of us have our own unique constitution. So I'm not just looking at what your dosha is, that vata, pitta, kapha. Right. I'm also looking at the quality of the dosha. Okay, can you so explain I'm looking that at, a little yeah, bit more? Yeah, so, so there's different qualities that go along with each dosha. So with vata, that cold, dry dosha, you're not just looking at cold and dry, you're also looking at subtle and rough and light, clear these other elements. And so those are playing a role definitely with, um, with our physical ailments too and our emotions. So, you know, emotions that would correlate with Vata would be things like anxiety, fear. So those are common elements that people will come to me for. Anxiety is a big one mm-hmm. that I that I help people with. So I'm always looking at, are they cold or dry in certain parts of their body? Are they clear in light so is, is their physical body too light are they leaving their body quite easily and going more into that ether realm mm-hmm. and not having enough root grounding them into the earth plane you know so we're looking at ways to really bring them back into their body yeah. um, looking at the pitta dosha so you're looking at that hot fire element but you're also looking at things like sharp penetrating spreading liquid Things like fleshy smell, which isn't one that people really like to uh, identify with as much. But we're really looking at how um, how clean is our blood? How is our small intestine and liver health? Um, how is our anger and frustration? And um, are we over-consuming things so quickly because we're dealing with so much inflammation? So is it making us actually consume our our experiences in life too quickly Mm -hmm. too and not fully digesting and absorbing them Um, how well is our discerning mind working though I'm looking at how that mental and emotional aspect play into the physical health too Um, and then with kapha that earth and water element I'm looking at qualities not just like cool and wet but also things like stable static slow dense heavy So are we getting too stuck, too muddy? How is our tissues, are they getting too thick and heavy because we're having too much mucus and overload in our system? You know, are we able to really like flush and move through things? So I'm always looking at this combination of cleansing and regenerating. I love this. And where are we at? With our um, with our physical dosha, with our are we needing more regenerating? Are we needing more cleansing? And so I'm looking at um, you know not just foods that will help cleanse or regenerate, but also lifestyle practices. What kind of movement are people into? So are you stagnant? Are are you always sitting doing one repetitive thing? Are you always on the go, constantly moving and never really just taking a breath and rooting into? to what you're doing. So looking at, you know, is somebody always starting new things and never finishing them? Are they so over-focused that they're not actually seeing the big picture and seeing, you know, and enjoying the environment around them? Or are they getting so stuck in a pattern that they're not able to create change and inspiration with new things? Uh, So I always am working with people too on this idea of bringing breath and movement into our lives. And that can be with the most basic things, you know? That can be with just taking walks outside. It can be with sitting in a bath and actually just breathing and 
taking nice deep breaths and actually getting into our body and clearing our minds properly. So that's a big thing that I'm always incorporating as that breath and movement and Mm -hmm. how we can bring that into our daily lives. And that's going to look different for everyone. Some people have an amazing yogic practice and some people, you know, never really move their body. And so for them, it's literally just learning how to breathe. Oh, Amy, I think that you're a genius. Oh, (laughs) thank you. I'm serious. You have so much knowledge. And I really feel like if people were this dialed into their own bodies, it would make a huge difference. It really In their reality. Yes. Right? And so across the board, you kind of gave us three little pockets of what a person could kind of go into. And of course, everyone's different. And they're going to be a little bit this and a little bit that. But across the board in those pockets, what could be good for all of them? Or is there something specific for the hot, specific for the cold, specific for the wet? Is there something specific that you could share with our listeners who they resonated with one particular thing that you said? Can you share that? Yeah, so I, you know, really looking at those three doshas, something that I would always do for that person that runs cold and dry is I would do daily oilination. And so that's something that you can do really simply. You can take something like sunflower oil, which is good for all skin types, and you can put that directly on your skin. You can also um, infuse it with different herbs. So something that I'm a big fan of is doing like ashwagandha or shatavari um, with a little ginger and some fennel and making a topical oil and, and daily oilinating. And if you don't have time for oilinating your whole body, I say focus on your feet and your kidneys. Okay, great. Would be good areas to oilinate. So ground your adrenals, ground your feet into the earth. Something that would be good for that hot body type is making sure that you're ingesting anti-inflammatories. So something that I love is having a green vegetable-based smoothie daily. It's a really easy way to start your day with anti-inflammatories and making sure that you're clearing out liver and keeping your small intestine nice and clean. An easy way to go about doing that, I would just take um, romaine lettuce, cucumber, celery, fresh lemon, some dark leafy greens, and blend that with a green apple and some berries. Oh, that sounds yummy. It's delicious that and it's a great, great way to yeah. start the day. Um, for that person who is more cool and wet and tends to get stagnated, I'm a big fan of daily salt scrubs. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you just take, again, you can take a medicated oil or you can just take a plain um, oil like sunflower, almond, coconut, um, and mix that with sea salt. And you want to get a nice gritty texture and you just scrub hands to heart, feet to heart, neck to heart and you scrub until you turn pink before you move on and so that's a great um, daily or at least weekly thing that you can do to get your lymph nice and open and get everything moving Mm -hmm. and make sure things are circulating so you don't stagnate too much so (laughs) you are incredible yay (laughs) so we kind of talked about you know what people come to you for like the anxiety if we had listeners that are you know just ding 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 I have anxiety because I think well there's many reasons why people have anxiety yes and we're seeing more as holistic health practitioners we're seeing more and more people come to us for those reasons the foods right? The electronics, Mm -hmm. um, the stress that we put on our bodies, 
the, you know, amount of influences coming into us really from exactly. all over. I mean, there's just so much stress if we look at it. Anxiety is also like, like mm-hmm. focused on the future. And we've been almost bred to look into the future, look at your future, look at your future. So there's all these other reasons. Plus, you know, those harsh chemicals that are in our foods yeah. and the lifestyle that we're leading, all these kind of things. And so what would you suggest to listeners who are resonating with that saying, oh, absolutely anxiety, because I know what I do. You know, I suggest um, for a nervous system issue to really work with magnesium, food, magnesium-rich foods, mm-hmm. right? Not just some supplement because that's like, yes. that's a whole nother, a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care for and care for that as well as the calcium magnesium supplement lie. Like I'm, I'm over that too. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> you're like, yeah. listeners, you can't see her, but she's like shaking her. She's agreeing <laughs> with me. Um, but so, you know, those, that's one of my major things to do. And then also deep, deep, deep kundalini meditation like that's my jam taking really good care of yourself and recognizing to disconnect from a lot of those things because we are upgrading we are shifting our bodies are turning into this crystalline forms that are just upgrading all the time and it's about coasting into these parallel dimensions or realities with the very best body that we possibly can what would you suggest to listeners and myself to really work with the nervous system yeah dump it out amy let me hear okay so i mean so i always look at diet like you're saying magnesium rich foods for sure not a big supplement fan Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really a fan of getting your, your nutrition with your food and with herbs yes, and with breathing fresh air, of course. Yes. Um, so another thing that I really encourage for people to do is take walks outside in nature yes. daily. So even if it's for 10 minutes Absolutely. and while you're walking, not be engaged on the phone, yes. um, communicating with real people in yeah. real life. And so another thing is disengaging from electronics earlier in the evening, if, yes. is, if possible, and having a slow down ritual at night. So taking time to do self-care rituals at night. And that can be simple things like taking a bath. It can be something like washing your face and moisturizing your face. It can be something like sitting outside and enjoying a cup of tea in the evening and watching the moon rise. I am definitely a fan of not just thinking about, you know, the food element, but also our lifestyles. A big way that I support my nervous system, and that's something that I always have to be mindful of because I am more of that vata dosha, um, is making sure that I'm not overstimulated too often. And that's something that's really common in our culture today is having constant stimulation. And and part of that is, is just like you were saying, we're being bombarded with images and information so quick that we don't even have the time to fully absorb and digest that um, and transform it into something else. And so I think that it's really important to create times in our day to slow down. Um, and that's also when I'm a big fan of at nighttime oilinating my skin, at mm-hmm. least my feet and my kidneys. Um, and I like using herbs like Siberian ginseng, um, passion flower, shatavari is a big favorite of mine. And also things like, uh, I'll put some fennel and licorice um, to give it a little sweet. Um, things like cinnamon. Um, oh, having so having nice tea blends too um, to end your day with mm-hmm. that support your nervous system and calm down the body. 
and create more of a slowdown. And then of course, um, thinking about foods in more of a warm, wet format. So if you're somebody that's dealing with a lot of anxiety, heart palpitations, feeling like you're, you can't keep up with how fast your, your mind is actually moving, your body's not keeping up. So I'm thinking about things like sauces, soups, stews. I always am putting um, some kind of sauce or dressing on my food. Um, Also things like nice um, healing broths. So I'm a big fan of making a mineral broth and sipping that at night. Um, For those listeners who don't know what that is, can you share your recipe for mineral broth? (laughs) Yeah, so what I'll do to make a really simple mineral broth, um, I eat a lot of vegetables. And so I'll just save all of my veggie scraps through the week and I'll put them in the freezer. I'll put them in a freezer bag. So I don't put things like cucumbers and things like that, but all of my veggie scraps I'll put in a freezer bag. And then at the end of the week, I'll put that in my crock pot and I'll add um, kombu seaweed to bring more mineralization to it. And sometimes I'll add thing, uh, more seaweeds too, but kombu is a nice easy one. I just throw like two um, dried Super strips. Salty. Yeah. yeah, nice and salty, full of minerals. And then I usually also add some fresh herbs like cilantro and parsley. And then I just do a nice slow cook in the crock pot all day long with that. And then I strain it at the end of the day and put it in my quart jars and it makes a nice good batch of mineral broth and so I'll have that that. just to sip on that plain or I'll use that as a base for soups and stews but it's really affordable easy way to make your own yeah because it's what you're going to toss anyhow yes I used to teach juicing classes like a couple times a year and the pulp that you get after your juicing if you if you you know, stop at celery yeah. and d- dump that out because you don't want that one. I mean, well, you might. But if you get beet pulp and your carrot pulp and yeah. all of those things together, you can use that in so many ways. Like yes. beet balls or making a stew or, you know, like this mineral um, broth that you're talking about. And people don't think about what to do with that. Exactly. They think to toss it out. Yeah. And so I was always educating people, oh, no, keep that. Yeah. If you need to, you know, separate and, and do that yeah. while you're juicing, you know, separate, dump it into different Ziploc baggies, but always keep that pulp. And so you're suggesting to even keep you know, whenever you're cutting up your vegetables and you're cutting the ends. I mean, that's what I'm visualizing. Yes, yes. You keep the ends. You keep even. the ends. Okay. Yeah, okay. and things like, um, you know, carrot tops or radish tops, all those greens all too. I love if it. If you're not going to use those otherwise, they're really good on your mineral broth. Onion skins and garlic peels and, you know, all of the ends of fresh herbs. and Love this. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. If you're, if you're ever peeling or skinning any of your um, root vegetables, you can use that too. Wonderful. This has made me hungry. So we're <laughs> going to take a short break to give a shout out to a local aligned business that we here at the podcast love so very much. And I think that you will too. Dealing. The original Paraglow and Paraglow Green are medicinal herbal compresses based on a traditional Swiss formula to promote healing in the first weeks after giving birth. During the amazing miracle of birth, the mother and child perform many physical marvels. The muscles that form the perineum in the pelvic floor are both strong and extremely elastic, 
and must be so in order to allow the women to give birth. When the perineum is strong, the organs remain firm and healthy. When the perineum is weak, the organs lose cohesiveness. The herbal compresses help relieve any soreness or swelling. They promote the healing of the perineum, including any small tears or incisions closed with stitches postpartum inside or out. The compresses can be applied hot or cold to the perineum and surrounding tissues. For more information, check out paraglow.info. They can be found at Moonrise Herbs, Wild Berries, or Chautauqua. For a full list of other locations, visit our website. Paraglow makes your perineum glow. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you had a good time. I know that we did. We went to a whole bunch of fun conversations. I found out from Amy that I share her daughter's birthday, (laughs) which is super exciting. That's great. One thing I really wanted to talk to you about, because you just dropped a lot of amazing knowledge on us, is what you do for yourself. Because the idea of this podcast is to keep everyone into the highest alignment, right? And to share a little bit of knowledge you know, get it out there of how they can take better care of themselves. So how are you doing on a daily basis? Because I bet you got some good stuff. (laughs) Tell us. So one of my daily rituals is um, I wake up every morning and hike like two to three miles with my dogs in the woods. And it's the way I like to start my day with um, breath and movement, really, and being in nature. So breathing fresh air drinking clean water. These are really important things to me. So I start my day always that way. And then I also am a big fan of starting the day with lemon water and flushing the system out. So before I consume anything else, I'm always drinking at least 16 ounces of um, lemon water. And some of my other self-care daily rituals would be um, I prepare most of my own food. So I think that always helps with just keeping keeping my body's needs met and being more in tune with um, what my seasonal and daily needs are. So I, yeah, I prepare like 90, 95% of, of what I eat. And then when I'm eating out, I like to do it in a celebratory manner. So I find that um, I can always digest pretty much anything when I'm eating in, um, in a celebration or in a more pleasurable kind of a setting. And so then some of my other uh, daily rituals would be I I do oilinate my skin every day, and I do that with different medicated oils that I make. Um, And then I'm a big fan of cleansing my body with hot water every day. So it's just kind of how I like to um, flush out um, any experiences or anything that maybe impacted me and kind of threw me off is just um, getting into hot water, and it helps just clear everything for me. So those are some of my daily rituals. And then really, I my um, self-care rituals change seasonally. So I find this time of year, um, I live inland in the mountains here in Humboldt County where it's warm in the summer. And so I find myself um, enjoying more um, smoothies. Um, so green yeah. vegetable based smoothies and eating more fruits and more anti-inflammatory oriented foods because it's warm. Um, And in the winter, 
Um, where I live, it, it gets a lot of heavy, wet snow. And so I'm doing a lot more um, daily herbal teas and a lot of soups and stews and warming foods. And something that I daily have would be um, ginger. So I pretty much always have going on my stove some ginger lemon tea um, to drink through the winter. So I just kind of shift with the seasons really with what I need. Um, and I feel really grateful that my lifestyle allows me to have, um, self-care time and time for, uh, reflection, which I think is really important. Um, and I'm a daily mover. I just, I have to exercise every day. So I do that with my hikes. I also do it with yoga. I love moving my body and that helps everything stay clear and, and fresh for me. Sounds like a wonderful life that you live. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's so great. Now, if we were kind of giving a little bit of information to, to a listener out there to get them into their highest version, say an avatar, we were creating a human avatar. And, you know, there are people out there that are doing this. Yeah. Right. This is not. Yeah. <laughs> what are some things that you would suggest that they tune in with to, I mean, we've talked about food, obviously. We've talked about nourishing the physical body. Are there other things that you would suggest a listener to kind of check into? Because, I mean, you're well educated. You've been doing lots of things for 12 years. I mean, are there other pieces that you would share with the listener? Yeah. So I always like people to look at their health, not just as their physical health, but thinking about environmental health, mental health, emotional health, um, financial health, relationship health. So really reflecting on what kinds of relationships are we having, not just with, you know, our loved ones, but also with ourselves. What kind of dialogue are we having with ourselves? Speaking to ourselves in kinder words, um, allowing patience, really. I always loved this idea of being gentle with yourself. So you have to treat yourself how you want other people to treat you. So you're setting the tone. And um, so that's something I always encourage people to do is set your personal tone for what it is that you're wanting to get from other people and your environment. And that starts with how we treat ourselves. Of course, food is a component with how we treat ourselves and, and also how we're talking to ourselves is a big part of that. And are we choosing to um, take time to, to exercise and to breathe fresh air, to be out in nature, to get up and take a break? So I really encourage everyone to not just be guided by the stress of the outside world and this pressure to go, go, go and constantly accomplish, accomplish more. You know, I like the idea of do less, accomplish more. Mm -hmm. So that whole idea of slowing down in general with the way that we live so that we can have more meaningful relationships with other people, um, with our pets, with our environment. So when we can slow down a little bit, we usually get a little bit more value from our experiences. So when you say do less, accomplish more, I know there are a lot of books out there right now yeah. on, I think it's do less, like the, the same kind of, it's the same idea, it may even be the same verbiage. Um, what do you mean by that exactly? So, so what I mean is is simplifying our lives, right? Trying to get more from from a more simple existence than feeling like we're always chasing the next thing and that that's going to bring satisfaction. So being comfortable with the things that we already have too. So it helps with 
you know, I'm thinking about it on multiple levels. So on our consumption level, for one thing, and not just what we're consuming physical goods, but also how much we're consuming through social media and, um, you know, we're consuming things at such a rapid pace. So trying to be less consumptuous and spend more time communing with nature and with ourselves. So this idea of doing less and accomplishing more, not feeling like every day has to be so jam-packed, taking more time for the things that we actually enjoy um, helps us actually accomplish more of a satisfaction and, and deeper contentment. I love that. Oh, that's so good. I have, <laughs> I, really do. I have these days that I call just intuitive days. Yeah. And I don't plan anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually do this a couple times a week, interestingly enough. As much as I do get done, I still try to do a couple days a week of nothing. And it's fun because I was just like, okay, I've got this feeling. This is what I'm going to do. So I go to the beach. And then after that, like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I want to go do this. And it just flows in that direction. And it's yeah. so fun. And then even getting to the grocery store and they're like, do you notice that people ask you what you're doing for your day? Yeah. People, all the people time. ask me that all the time. Yeah. Like, what are you doing today? Like, yeah. And I think maybe it's just a kind thing that people are saying. Mm-hmm. But I honestly say, I don't know. Yeah. Because in, in those days that I do this, like intuitive, it's kind of like an intuitive walk or something, right? Yeah. But it's an intuitive walk through a day, 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> then then I'll just say, yeah, I, I really don't know. I'm very excited about finding out. And yeah. then I'll just go sit in my car. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do now? Yeah. Like I have those kind of, those full on days that yeah. are like that. And they're just so beautiful. And what I found the more that I've done them over the last few years is that now all of my time is like that. Yeah. It's pretty trippy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I love but I do days get a lot of stuff done. when I can be more abstract. Yes. You know, I think that we're so linear. You know, we have to be a lot of the time to, to live in this world that we're living in. And so I like to make sure that I have certain days that I just get to be more abstract and I don't have to be in this formulated mode mm-hmm. you know and uh and so for me that's really just like being um being in nature is is hugely important to me uh, spending time with my dogs that sounds so fun and uh letting my mind wander mm-hmm. well amy i love your life well thank you i want to come visit you up yeah <laughs> it's good i really do so before i let you go i have a fun thing to do yeah do you feel like having fun yes okay of course cool. Yay! <laughs> we are going to pull a card from the Wisdom for Healing cards. And basically, uh, you would just shuffle them and you can choose a card just by visually looking, whichever feels pretty. You can hand scan them if you can feel energy or you can like shuffle, whatever you want to do. However, okay. choose a card for us to read to the audience and then we'll get the lesson from it and we'll see if it resonates with your message today and while you're doing that i'm going to play the singing bowl Did you find one? I did. So I picked the forgive yourself card. (gasps) 
And oh, it says, that's so pretty. Can you describe what it looks like to our audience? Because they yeah, cannot see it. It's really beautiful. It's a woman who is hugging herself and there's a heart that goes around where her hair and her back really create this heart shape and she's hugging herself. And it says, identify one area of your own life where you're angry at yourself or you, where you've yet to forgive something you've done. Healing requires forgiving oneself as well as others. Your goal is to love yourself enough to heal. So I love that idea. I'm a big um, believer in forgiveness in general. I think that um, love is forgiving, right? It's, it's to give. It's not to hoard and get into this stuck place with. And so um, I like the practice of, of forgiving myself and forgiving others and, um, and not letting the get stuck in trauma, really. So I think that definitely resonates with me. And I can't think of one particular thing right off of the top of my head that I'm needing to forgive myself right now. But I know that as I sit and reflect on this card throughout the day, something will probably show up for me. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think we can all, there's always a place where we can forgive, maybe a place that we acted out of anger or that maybe we're angry and holding that against someone. I mean, there's always a little something. Of course. You know, or we would not be in physical form. We'd just be like, just like yeah. energy, like in the clouds, <laughs> exactly. right? It would be so perfect. <laughs> just radiating. Um, But there's always a little something. So I hope that that helps the listeners in some way. I know that that affects me. I just looking at that card and you talking about it, I'm like, oh, dang it. I about cried. Yeah. I know exactly what I need to do. (laughs) Maybe that's speaking to me specifically because it's like, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Um, Yeah. Amy, I love you. Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been really fun talking with you and you're incredible. I really love all of your knowledge, and I love to geek out with you sometime. Maybe that you can squeeze my tissues and tell yeah. me what is going on with my body. Because I kind of feel like I know, but it's yeah. always good to get a friend's opinion, especially one who's as talented as you are. So can you tell the listening audience before we leave, you know, you've got workshops, you've got classes, you do all sorts of things around our community. Where can they reach out to find these things? Do you have a website that you'd like to share with us today? Yeah. So you can find me on um, radiantbalancelife.com and also um, on Instagram at radiantbalancelife. Yay. Yeah. Well, if people go over to either our Facebook page, our Instagram page, or our website, we'll have links to you. Wonderful. And we'll have pictures of you. That way they can see what you look like. And I really do want to thank you for making time to be present with us today and come on the show encouraging others to get one step closer to aligning their highest self, right? That's the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional self. And to you, listener, I want to thank you so very much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day, and let's make this your very best life ever. Ding, ding, ding. Ha <laughs> ha.